When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. I am right here in Ball Arena in Denver, Colorado. Later on tonight, I'll have the call with Dave Maloney, Rangers and the Avalanche. My apologies for not getting one up on Wednesday, but i got to tell you, the, the, the time difference is just so weird, right? So I'm in Vegas, and it's 11.30 Rangers skate, local time, which is 2.30, back in new york which is when we have our meeting for the k show so there was just really no time to do it and i figured uh, thursday there was time when i was doing the show from the hotel but i figured you know, wait a day could do it from the arena maybe a little bit more information and just dive into everything there so again my apologies for not having it on wednesday but when you're on the road time differences and everything it gets a little kooky but uh we're here in colorado rangers gonna be taking on an avalanche team that is just decimated by injury. Five of their top six forwards are out, including Nathan McKinnon, one of the best players in the NHL. They thought maybe they'd have Lekadin back tonight. He will not go. Niskuchkin is somebody that is close but will not go tonight either. So a lot of uh, different players in the lineup for the Avalanche. They got shut out here at home against Boston back on Wednesday. But Georgiev, who stood on his head at Madison Square Garden back in October, will be the starting goaltender, and that could be the great equalizer as he's trying to stick it to his old team. But, you know, the Rangers had a great third period against the Blues back on Wednesday, three unanswered goals to come back from a 4-3 deficit to win that game. And then in Vegas on Wednesday, kind of a so-so effort through the first 40 minutes, and they just exploded for four unanswered goals in the third to win that game in a walk-off uh, 5-1 or a walk-away 5-1. So seven unanswered goals in the third period. They're now plus six in the third. So it was an Achilles heel for most of the season. Seems to be warming up a little bit. If they can get the game tonight against a decimated avalanche team, make it three in a row, and then start climbing the standings a little bit. Start kind of getting things going. The Rangers have just been kind of in a malaise over the last real month or so. And you take a look at their positioning. They're right there. They're in a tie with Detroit for the last wild card. Both have 31 points. But Detroit has got two games in hand. But the Rangers are better than Detroit. Um, Florida starting to warm up just a little bit, but still behind the Rangers. I don't think Montreal's a playoff team. Um, I know Washington can be dangerous. I don't think they're a playoff team. So I think the Rangers are going to be okay. They'll buck that trend of not making the playoffs when you're out of it on American Thanksgiving. But they still, they still need to kind of find some consistency because you don't get tonight for some reason, and then you've got Monday against the Devils, who have just been unstoppable, then Thursday against the Leaf team that has gotten very hot. So, and then you hit the road again. You know, Philadelphia, Chicago, uh, Pittsburgh. So, again, it's such a competitive league. So, no game uh, is an easy one, and they should never look past anybody. But you got to get your points where you can get them. And if you can get a nice three-game winning streak, you get a couple of days off. And I thought they played well against the Devils the last time they faced them uh, back last Monday and just try to get on a bit of a roll. We'll have the top five coming up in just a bit. But to just go over um, some of the stories uh, in the National Hockey League, and, and one of the biggest stories has been what Mitch Marner has been able to do 
with the Leafs. He has just been uh, an, an incredible force for them as he now has a point in 21 consecutive games. And, and that's not insignificant. I mean, that's, that's a level where you take a look at the list of guys that have gone over 20. You're talking about significant players, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Patrick Kane. I mean, you're talking about that kind of ilk. And in a year when it's not like you're getting um, an amazing career year from Matthews, the Marner has just really kind of solidified things there for a Leaf team that – you know, is kind of creeping up. Uh, they're only three points back of Boston. Think about this. Boston has been, outside of New Jersey, uh, the best team in the National Hockey League, right? I mean, they, they finally lost at home the other night uh, to Vegas, but it was in the shootout. They came back from 3 nothing. So it's their only loss uh, at home. They're 14-0-1, and their only loss, they came back from three goals down against the best team in the Western Conference and lost it in a shootout. Plus 47 goal differential, which is the best in the NHL. And yet Toronto is only three points back. Now, they have three more games played than Boston. But the point is they're a playoff team. They're playing well. And Marner continues to get the job done as the Leafs steamroll the Kings. Uh, five to nothing. A big third period for the Lightning as they win five to two against Tampa. And we kind of harp on it a little bit with the Rangers and how poor their third periods have been this year uh, on on a a big sample size. Um, That's where the good teams win. If you're a good third period team, you're a good team because there's so many games that are, you know, one goal games. That Ranger game against Vegas, that was their 28th game, the Rangers, and 13 of them have been tied going into the third period. And they were 6-1-5 and five in the previous six. So right there, when you've only won six of those games, um, now it's seven, but still just barely half uh, is why the Rangers are in the situation they're in. Now the Lightning, they score three unanswered goals at home against the Predators to win that game 5-2. to two. Point is 13th. Paul is 12th. Hagel his 8th. Um, Panthers take care of the Red Wings. Final score 5-1. to one. Red Wings have, have really struggled. They had that four-game winning streak. Um, and uh, since then, they've dropped four of their last five. They're still 6-3-1 and one, uh, in their last ten, uh, but the Red Wings kind of calming down just a little bit. Another great performance for the Panthers, getting a lot of shots on goal as they had 41 shots on goal, and it's not outside of Kachuk's 13th. It's not from the guys that you expect offensively for Florida, and we'll see if they can kind of climb back into this thing. I don't want to give up too much for my top five, but look out for this Winnipeg Jets team. They go to St. Louis, and they beat the Blues 5-2, to two, score five goals on 20 shots. Uh, so you're looking at a team right now that is taking advantage of what's happening in Colorado in the Central Division, but Winnipeg is starting to get their legs back. The, Dubois got 12 now, Connor 11, Wheeler 8. Um, that's a good hockey team. We got a chance to see them earlier in the season when I called a game in Winnipeg, and they had a big third period, beat the Rangers 4-1. to one. That is a really, really good team in Winnipeg. Um, not the greatest of performances for Tomas Grice as he ends up giving up um, four goals on 19 shots. So the goaltending in St. Louis is just a mess right now. Biddington looks like a shell of himself from winning the Stanley Cup a couple of years ago. So every time it looks like St. Louis might be able to gain some traction, um, they just haven't been able to get the goaltending performances that they've needed in order uh, to win. And that's going to be a problem for St. Louis. Is I think it's just going to be a, a constant struggle. Hullabuck looked good for Winnipeg. So you take a look at the standings in the Central Division. You know, who's best equipped to take advantage of the injuries for Colorado? And right now it just seems to be it's going to be Winnipeg and it's going to be 
Dallas who's going to be able to take advantage of that. And, you know, right now St. Louis kicking themselves. They're a minus 23 goal differential. They're just not a playoff team. I don't think Nashville's a playoff team either. Minnesota, have they been able to take advantage of it? Yes and no. Um, they've been okay, not great. But Dallas and Winnipeg have really put in Colorado in a situation where, you know, they, they sit right now um, as uh, – two points back of the wild card, but they've got games in hand. This is only the 25th game. It's incredible for the Colorado Avalanche, you know, doing the homework for this game, and only their 11th at home. So Colorado's going to be a playoff team, but at what point do they have to settle for the three seed in the Central? Minnesota has it right now with 28 points. Colorado is only a point back there, but, you know, Dallas has got 35 points. Winnipeg's got 35 points. Winnipeg's only played 25 games. So Colorado's put themselves in a situation where they're a playoff team. And you know what? Because they won the Cup, doesn't really matter where they are in the playoffs, but they're probably going to have to do it um, having to play at least on the road that first uh, round. Um, and we mentioned Dallas. You know, Dallas, kind of a lackluster start to this game, but they get the job done in overtime, and they win that game by the final score of 4-3. to three. Heskinen, and we forget that he was hurt earlier in the season. He comes in, jumps in, and he picks up a couple of goals to get things started. And, and uh, Sagan wins it in overtime, which is 29 seconds left. And, and another player, you know, coming from the Rangers' perspective the way I do, that has been very good for this Dallas team um, is Lundqvist. Uh, Nils Lundqvist has been a good player for, for this team. 24 games, he's got seven points. Um, he's a minus three, but he's been good on the power play. Uh, for this team. He's getting a lot of minutes. Uh, he's been a nice addition to a really good crop of defensemen there in Dallas. So uh, that's where we stand there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tons of games on a Friday. Usually Friday, you only get a handful, but we actually have more games tonight than we did last night. Uh, the Devils and Islanders, always a fun rivalry, very underrated rivalry uh, as uh, the Devils just try to continue to march in the Metropolitan Division. But the Islanders have been pretty good so far as well, so that should be a lot of fun. Boy, the Columbus Blue Jackets are just a mess, and we didn't get a chance to talk about it because we didn't do a podcast um, on Thursday. But what a performance from Tag Thompson, right? I, 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 four goals, five, was it five goals, six points on the night. He had four goals in the first period. Incredible. Just the third American-born player to have five goals in a game. Not bad for Thompson, who's just been a tremendous, tremendous player. And I don't think St. Louis is kicking themselves for making that deal because they got O'Reilly and they won a cup. But, boy, has he been good. But this Columbus team is just a mess. Just eight wins to start the season. And Calgary's got to take advantage of playing uh, in Columbus. Pittsburgh and Buffalo, that should be fun as well. As Pittsburgh very quietly starting to get their sea legs back after a bit of a rough start. They've now taken over the three spot in the Metro. They're 8-1-1 in the last ten. They've won three in a row. Uh, plus 14 goal differentials, not bad from where they started. Now, and they've and all three teams in the Metropolitan Division have all played 26 games, which shows you just how impressive the Devils with a nine-point lead on Carolina, an 11-point lead on Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh with 32 points, 
And next in line is the Islanders with 32. And then you go to the Rangers with 31. So it's still very, very tight. But this this spurt by Pittsburgh has put them clearly into the conversation. You know, Pittsburgh and Washington were looking like teams that may not make the playoffs. And Washington hasn't been able to just gain really much traction, although they have won a couple of games in a row. Ovechkin with a couple of empty netters. He now has a 795 in goals, so within the next couple of weeks he should pass Gordy Howe, and now just 99 away from 99, which is pretty cool. But they haven't been able to gain the consistent traction the way Pittsburgh has. So um, Pittsburgh certainly uh, deserves to be in the conversation as a team that might be able to scrape into the top five. Speaking of Washington, they're home for the Kraken, who had that, what, eight-game winning streak snapped, and now they've dropped a couple of games in a row. Uh, Winnipeg, second of back-to-backs in Chicago against the Blackhawks. Uh, the Wild and the Oilers, that should be fun. Bruins and Coyotes. The Coyotes finally play a home game. The, the, the long national nightmare is over. The Arizona Coyotes get the chance to play at home. But guess what? The Boston Bruins are the team they're going to have to play. Uh, Philadelphia, a bit of a mess as well, will be uh, in Vegas. What's interesting about the Vegas Golden Knights, and I debated this, when who I'm going to include in the top five, God, Vegas has just been brutal at home. And, it, and it's just odd to me. But, you know, Vegas has been consistently the best team in the Western Conference uh, and they are seven and six at home, and have dropped five of their last seven in Vegas. So, not sure why uh, they had an awful third period on Wednesday that the Rangers would be able to take advantage of. Um, very average lately at five, four, and one. But still, 39 points, not only best in the Pacific Division, but best in the Western Conference. They'll be fine. And their plus twenty, uh, their plus 19 goal differential is third best in the conference. But just odd that they've struggled so much at home. And uh, Sharks at the Ducks, uh, two also rans already uh, in the conference. Well, I've been teasing it. I've been talking about it. And now it's time to get into the top five of the week. Don LaGreca's Friday Top Five. Number five. I debated it. I thought about it. Can I put Pittsburgh in there? I just can't because they're still seven points back of Vegas. So even though Vegas has been very average as of late, uh, still, they've had their share of injuries too. Eichel's been out. Petrangelo's been out because of an illness in his family. I mean, those that's you know, probably their best defenseman, definitely their best forward. So there's certainly reasons for why they're in the situation they're in. So I still think the Vegas Golden Knights, plus 19 goal differential, been very, very good. As bad as they've been at home, they've been amazing on the road at 12-2-1. I still have the Golden Knights sneaking in at number five. Number four. Let's wake up to these Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Hullabach is looking like the goaltender he was that won the Vesna a couple of years ago. Uh, Wheeler, Dubois, been the, the top scorers for them, consistent on the blue line, 35 points. They have a plus 21 goal differential, and they've been good both home and road. They're 10-3 and three at home, 7-4-1 on the road. They've won three in a row, seven of their last ten. I like the Winnipeg Jets at number four. Number three. Toronto Maple Leafs are playing to contend for number one, but they're going to have to settle for three. Uh, they have won two in a row, 8-0-2 oh, in their last ten. And just like Winnipeg, they're a team that have been just as good at home as on the road, 9-2-3 and three at home, 8-3-3 three and three on the road. And Marner's just become a tremendous story. As I mentioned, 21 consecutive games with a point. He's been dominant. Nylander's been good. Matthews has been good. I like the Toronto Maple Leafs at number three. 
number two. Well, the Devils have been sitting there for a while and will continue to sit there uh, until somebody in Boston blinks. But the New Jersey Devils, plus 39 goal differential, 8-1-1 in their last 10. They've won two in a row. Uh, Their only regulation loss was the one against Toronto. Uh, when they had three goals taken off the board. But since then, the only blink was the game against Nashville in which they ended up losing that game in the extra session. But they've just been absolutely terrific. And take a look at what Jack Hughes is doing right now. He, you're seeing a guy that's blossoming in to a star. He's here as well. But Jack Hughes is looking like every bit the player that was taken first overall in the league. The question for both those guys is, can they stay healthy? And they've both been able to. And... Um, I think I saw a stat, or somebody told me in Vegas when I was talking to some people around the NHL, that if the Devils just got slightly above average goaltending last year, they probably make the playoffs. They've got incredible goaltending this year, and that's been the difference. So I've got the New Jersey Devils at number two. Number one. No surprise, this Boston team is just incredible. Again, the only time they've blinked at home was you know, coming back from 3 nothing down against Vegas, and they won that game. Seven of their last ten, eight, one, and one, or seven and, and, uh, seven and three away from home, but 14-0-1 at um, home, uh, eight, one, and one in their last ten. Great goaltending, and you know, Montgomery has just been perfect. It, it, it's interesting, right, because you know, Montgomery has been the perfect fit in Boston, and Cassidy's been the perfect fit in Vegas, you know. So the time kind of ran out in Boston. Vegas wanted to get themselves a veteran hockey guy in in uh, Bruce Cassidy. They got it. It's working in Vegas, and Montgomery is working in Boston. And clearly, they're the number one team, and I think will be for the foreseeable future. Who are you taking? So that out? is the top five. Who are you taking out again? I thought about Pittsburgh. Uh, you can make a case for them, but those are the top five. Go out there and debate uh, as much as you like. It's always fun to get some healthy conversation, and the way you can always do that with me, since we don't take any calls here on the podcast, because I wouldn't want to do that to Anthony Pusick, is to tweet at me at, at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. Let's go to Tony Romo, who starts out with Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner is one heck of a point, on one heck of a point streak. How long do you think he can keep it going, and what team has the best chance of ending it? All right, well, I didn't get a chance to look at it, but why don't we dive right in right now to their schedule. Listen, point streaks... Uh, a little bit less about your opponent and just you know getting the opportunities. He's been he's been terrific. Their next game is tomorrow at home against Calgary. Then you've got Anaheim and then the Rangers. So obviously Anaheim is a great chance to extend it to twenty three. But you know hockey night in Canada, two Canadian teams playing each other. Calgary, you know a playoff team last year um, that's lo- looking to get. So Calgary probably has the best chance to do it um, because the Rangers have not been good at home. Um, and again, Anaheim is one of the worst teams in the NHL. So if he can get a point tomorrow, he's got an excellent chance to get it to 24. And then they're in Washington. They're struggling there. So I'll answer it this way. I think he's going to get to 25. I think he'll score against Washington next Saturday. But then they're going to be home against Tampa. That's probably the team that'll end it. So um, who knows? He, he might have a great game and have you know 17 shots on goal and not get a point, but I like, um, I like it to continue a little further. Um, St. Ranger says, if the Rangers are going to get back into a wild card spot or higher, who can you see them passing? Well, well clearly Detroit, because I, Detroit was not a playoff team last year or has been for a while, so the Red Wings are right there. They're tied with them. It's just Detroit's got two games in hand. Uh, Pittsburgh, the Rangers will get a chance to see them next um not this Tuesday, but the following Tuesday at the end of a three-game road trip. 
So those are the teams I think likely they'll be able to pass. I, I think the Rangers are going to make it. Gavin says, Don, it's obvious the Rangers will need maybe another scorer at the deadline. I know everyone is talking Kane, but do you see a need for a sixth D? Who would you think it could be, and do you have um, – or do you think they can survive with Libor Zach Jones as the guy? Listen, here's the problem. I, I remember talking about this with EJ going back to my NHL Live days. You can't go to the NHL store and get a defenseman. Okay, they're very difficult to find. Now, a sixth defenseman, they, they'd probably call somebody up, I think, before they would start like, murking in the waters of a defenseman. Because remember, they're up against the cap. They're going to have to add a score, which is going to take up a lot of money. I just don't see them getting a defenseman that's going to make you feel any better than the combination of Libor Hayek and Zach Jones. Okay, So that's a luxury that I just don't think at this particular point they're going to be able to afford. Um, as far as forwards are concerned, forwards always seem to kind of creep up. I do like what the Rangers are doing now with Zabanajad playing between... Kako and Lafreniere, and it's really been good. I mean, you usually see a spurt when you make a change like that, but I think this is going to stick for a while. Veteran, playmaking center, playing with two wingers who are young and gaining experience, and it's no surprise that both have scored recently. They both scored in Vegas. Kako got off that long schneid. He had only like two goals in 22 games or something like that before he scored against Vegas. He's really done a great job. He's been snake bit, but still needs to learn how to finish. But I think with Zabanajad, who had a couple of goals against Vegas on Wednesday, but both came on the power play, so it wasn't with Lafreniere and Kako. Um, I think that's going to produce uh, moving forward, and I do think they'll eventually get Kane, but we'll see. Uh, it doesn't seem like anything's going to happen immediately. Uh, we'll probably be looking for after the holidays. Um, this is kind of the silly season for everybody, and the NHL does that take that break after the games that are going to get played on the 22nd, which is fast approaching. December is the fastest month, especially if you uh, – well, really, even in Hanukkah, um, that there's so much going on that, that you blink and it's January. So um, nothing's going to happen until we turn the calendar and probably not closer um, till we get to um, – to uh, the, uh, the the trade deadline, uh, Derek says, "How much patience do the Rangers show with Kraftsoff? His player type is undefined, not no shot, size, or speed. He turns bucks over and provides little value to line mates. Understand injuries, lineup, etc. But he looks out of place in the NHL, and he does. He, he certainly does. Um, well, maybe the patience is starting to run out now because he was a healthy scratch against Vegas and." Talking to Gerard Gallant just moments ago uh, after the skate today, he's not going to be in the lineup tonight. So this is the first time, and Anthony can correct me if I'm wrong, that he is out of the lineup by coach's decision. It's always been because of being banged up or oral surgery or whatever's going on with him. And now they're making conscious decisions not to play him. And it's not like they... um, it's not like they can't because they just put Carpenter on waivers. you know. So he's got opportunities to play, but you, you nailed it, Derek. I mean, there's really nothing there there. I mean, we know he's a prospect, but he doesn't do anything particularly well. He's got spurts, but nothing great. The only, um, the only point that he had up until the goal that he scored the other night was in a game in which the Rangers scored eight against the Red Wings about a month ago. Um, I'm not sure how attractive he is via trade. Maybe there's a general manager out th- out there that thinks they can kind of crack the code on him. I think it'd be easily uh, easy to uh, add him in a deal to get, say, a Kane from Chicago. But um, when you're not playing and you're not producing, it's not exactly uh, a situation where um, you can have him on display and make him very attractive. Uh, Eli says the Penguins are playing better 
is quite the understatement. They are 10-2-2 in their last 14 after a slow start, and Crosby has the most even strength points in the league, and their power play has been bottom 10. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, also, he feels that Joseph and um, Petrie have stepped up in Latang's absence, and we should mention Latang back in the lineup after the stroke, and he's had nothing but uh, tremendous things to say about the trainers and the doctors that helped him. He was diagnosed with a small um, hole in his heart. This is the second time he has suffered a stroke. And he even mentioned you hear stroke and you think catastrophic, but um, he was never really in, in danger of losing his life. But still, it's scary, and the fact that he's back on the ice is just tremendous. And and Pittsburgh is starting to warm up. You got to give credit. Uh, if I had to, te- if I, if you right now just said, Don, who's the best coach in the NHL? The, the knee-jerk reaction is going to say. Um, it would be Cooper in Tampa because of the cups that they've won and Tampa's consistently good. But right there is Mike Sullivan. I mean, I, maybe I'm wrong, and I'm sure a lot of Penguin fans will jump me for this, that I'm kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop with this team forever. Like, when are they finally going to miss the playoffs? And Mike Sullivan just doesn't allow it to happen and give credit to Sidney Crosby, too, and Malkin has been better than I think I thought he would be after he almost you know went someplace else. They decided to bring the band back together. It looked like Latang was going to go and Malkin was going to go. They decided to keep it together, and so far it has worked, and they're a playoff team well past the quarter pole of the season. So good job out of them. All right, a lot of fun talking to you guys today. As you can tell, I had a lot of hockey to talk about. We we didn't get a chance to have a podcast since Monday, and that was with EJ. And you know when you're talking to EJ, um, you're sharing uh, the time. So it was really good to, to get it all out there because, God, I just can't talk about Judge and and um, you know, baseball signings and the ridiculous money that's happened. 99, I, baby. I wanted to talk some hockey, and believe me, I'm not going to be able to do it on the K Show. That's Listen, say what you want about the Michael K Show. If it wasn't for the Michael K Show, there would be no game misconduct. And it's not because of... I wish the, you loved um, the sport like I do. Where, where the, the plateau, um, or the platform, I should say, that the Michael K Show puts me on, that I can have the audacity to have my own podcast. No. It's I have my own podcast because I need to talk hockey, and this is the only place I can do it. And I don't want to get fired. If I burst it in and start saying these things on the Michael K. Show, I'd be relieved of my duties. But I get to do this. I have my little outlet here. It's a problem. And the first step to um, to um, solving the problem is admitting that there is one, um, but I don't want to solve it. I'm very happy to have this problem, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it as well. So have a great weekend. Um, I'm here in Denver, so if you want to listen to the game and you are listening to this podcast before the start time, which will be 9 o'clock Eastern, the game can be heard on 10.50 a.m. Ray Row. And, and also, too, people ask me, uh, how can I listen to it if um, I'm not in a car or I don't have a radio or whatever? Um, if, you, if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa. Or if you have Sirius XM and Alexa, you can say uh, Alexa play New York Rangers on Sirius XM, and you'll get the home feed. Um, if you go to NHL.com for free, you can click on the um, the radio icon. It'll give you the, if there's a national broadcast, but like like tonight it'll have the Avalanche, or it'll have the Rangers. Click on the Rangers. You can listen to that as well, just in case if you wonder how you can uh, consume uh, the Rangers on the radio if you're not in the car or have a radio, or if you don't, like, if you, especially with 1050, that it's a signal that's not strong in your area. It's a great way to be able to consume the product. So coming from uh, Ball Arena in uh, Denver, where the temperature is like 48 degrees, it's a nice day, um, and enjoying some uh, some hockey here on the road. So we'll talk to you again on Monday. 
And hopefully we'll have EJ recap the weekend. Want to get in touch with me? Best way to do that is at Don LaGreca, hashtag Game Misconduct. This was the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.